While Fuller House may be a family show, the Fullest House podcast is not. Listener discretion is advised. Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of the Fullest House podcast. That's right, we got the name before John Stamos could. I'm Zach Horowitz. I'm Mark Green. And I'm Harrison Bloom. And today we're going to be looking at Funnest House, Season 1, Episode 3. And I'm going to be honest here, guys. This episode was a lot more fun than I remember, no pun intended. Is is Fuller House good? Is it? That's the question we're asking Is ourselves. Fuller House good, actually? Are we, are we enjoying it? <laughs> I was... For realsies? I was fully prepared to dig into this episode and just eviscerate it. But I had a grand old time. Me too, yeah. So I think what really jumped out to us was the guest stars. Yes. This episode has some good guest stars. Do we want to explain the plot a little bit and explain what's going on? Go for it, yes. Mark. Yes, we should do that. I Yes, it. we start out, Kimmy and Stephanie are in just bodacious dresses. That's right, I'm bringing back bodacious. I mean, they brought back Fleek, so... They did bring back on Fleek, yes. They're, sorry. It's just the episode where we're bringing back old terms like bodacious, on fleek, etc. They're bodacious, they're on fleek, and they're going out to the club. The club. And they invite DJ, who's gonna stay in because she's a mom. And that's not fun. Yeah, I think this is the first time we really get that glimpse into DJ's character, which I think is her defining characteristic throughout the show, that she's a mom. Yeah, yeah, that's really like her main character trait. Yeah, she she's always talking about, oh, wow, this vodka doesn't taste like Sunny D. And uh, she's always talking about, she's always like looking out for her girls and whatever. And she's like, I was going to stay in tonight, but I had fun. She's she's very, she's very much a mom. She's very, you know, embarrassing and corny. She talks about Pilates in this episode. She's very mom. But they drag her out to the club. And they leave the kids with none other than Joey, Mr. Dave Coulier himself. Full house favorite, Canada's favorite son, Dave Coulier. (laughs) Dave Coulier. (laughs) Who is kind of a force of chaos in the Fuller House universe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember Uncle Joey being this chaotic or being this much of a sociopath in the original <laughs> Full House. He he seems to get a lot of pleasure out of misery, especially out of children's misery. Yeah, he he just straight up encourages them to be violent. He literally assaults children in this episode. Not like yeah. physically, but like with slime. With slime. With silly string, with, with taking away their phones because kids be texting. Yeah, kids be texting. this entire this entire side plot stemmed from basically kids be texting. Kids be texting, and Joey does not like that. Who so he steals their phones, but gives them all silly string and water guns, and Nerf guns. I don't know a lot of guns. Yeah, he gives guns. guns to children in this episode. Which I think should yeah, be Yeah, he's giving, he's giving guns to children. 
You see, kids, who needs an iPhone when you have a gun? <laughs> Joey, essentially. And yes, I think we, we were really enjoying the kids subplot, too. I think we, we are usually of the opinion that, like, the kids are the best part of this show, like, unironically. The kids have just a lot of charisma and chemistry, and I feel like they're fun to watch. I Yeah. The kids are really good. Even just Joey interacting with them and them interacting with each other. I was like, the kids are the best part of this show. I have to be honest. You're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, and I think we really enjoyed Max in this one too. He was very, he was really getting into it. Yeah. <laughs> Quite precocious. Quite precocious. I yeah. must say. I do remember like when we were watching through the first time at the beginning, we were just kind of like, Oh, Max is just the worst. But in this episode, he wasn't that bad. No, like, he, he was pretty was, good. He was, he was a Wait, nice have we compliment. ever been of the opinion that Max is the worst? <laughs> I've always yeah. really liked Max. He's I fun. thoroughly disliked Max for a long time. Okay. I turned around on him. Later in the show, I was like, Max is working for me. Okay, um, okay. This this uptight small boy is is working for me. But yeah. I, I, I was against Max for a bit there, but he's good in this episode. He's nice and precocious. And Maybe cute. I just don't remember yeah. disliking Max. Look, we're... We've elected to stare into the mouth of insanity <laughs> and reckon with the darkest impulses of middle America yes. in this venture. So you'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there. I mean, we'll get there. But anyways, this episode's fun. Yeah. It's a fun episode. And like, you know, of course, Joey being Joey has this grand entrance where he shows up. I assume on roller skates, because it did not look like he was walking, but it's never shown. Nope. He just kind of rolls in. He rolls in, yeah. him in his Detroit Red Wings jersey in San Francisco. My, my headcanon is that he's on a very tiny unicycle, <laughs> and like just below frame is a unicycle, and he's just pedaling his little legs away. I, I like that. I like that. That You know what? I like that headcanon, and therefore uh, I'm accepting it as fact. Yes. Is it really so off-brand for him to have a tiny unicycle? <laughs> mm -hmm. I feel like I should get a tiny unicycle. You should get a tiny I'm, unicycle. I'm dangerously close to becoming Uncle Joey. And I think that's the thing I like the least about myself. I, I feel like most people could benefit from having a tiny unicycle, Mark. I don't think it's just a you thing. I think it's just like a most people thing. Exactly. It's I. He comes in on his tiny unicycle, presumably, with Mr. Woodchuck, who... I think we can say thankfully isn't in much of this episode, no. but they do need to shove him in there because, well, I, you guys remember Full House? No. Yeah, of course. Wait, really? No, I do not remember Full House. You don't remember Full House? What's a Full House? That's all right. You'll catch up. There's okay. a lot of it. Yeah. But so he steals their phones. and. But meanwhile, at the club, the club, the club, at Euphoria, we have our girls, and this is the first instance where Kimmy dubs them the She-Wolf Pack. Which is oh, a yeah. running thing. I always assumed, because I mean, I, didn't, I haven't watched all of the prequel show, Full House, uh, but I, I, it felt like a callback to the original show every time they said it. I didn't realize that it really is this episode where they introduce the She-Wolf Pack. Yeah, this episode introduces like a lot of great things. Uh, I mean, the She-Wolf Pack is alright, but it also, uh, brings up, one, a lot of great guest characters, uh, which are seen in this side plot, but also the return of our favorite boy in a more major role for the first time in this series. Of course, oh, yes. I'm talking about our boy, Fernando. 
I really missed him. Uh, it was so fun seeing him. <laughs> He's such a fun character. Episode two was sorely missing some Fernando. Yes. Yeah, he's really fun in this episode. Uh, I think this is probably the episode where we f- first fell in love with him because he's so he's so charismatic. Just seeing him dance and try to win Chibi's heart. Yeah, he's wonderful in this episode. Like he shows up and he's dancing and he is just tearing up the dance floor. Mm-hmm. I think it should be noted the way in which he's introduced into this episode, which is that from across the room, <laughs> yes. Kimmy sees a hot, perky tush. She sees a man bending over, and she's attracted to this rich, rich butt. And she's like, who's that hottie? And then he stands up, and it's Fernando, and it was his perky tush. <laughs> Some things never change. She's always lusting after that perky tush. Aren't we all? Yeah, aren't we like... All? Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Uh, anyways, on to these, uh, special guest stars that we keep mentioning, but not by name. There's also, uh, we meet Macy Gray, who's at this club. (laughs) Macy Gray is performing at, at Euphoria. Mm -hmm. And also knows Stephanie from their wild adventure in Cambodia, which involved elephants. Yep. Macy Gray is Loki, the hero of this episode. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. First of all. How drunk do you think she was? She seemed very drunk. Yeah. And I don't know enough about Macy Gray to be like, oh, that's just Macy Gray. Or to be like, she was going through something. Or she had to be drinking a lot to get through the experience of making Fuller House. Whatever the reason, she was just, she was always leaning over. She always looked so yeah. confused. <laughs> I think it's all really, her entire experience on the show is really just summed up by, like, one line at the end. I think it's, like, the last line she has in the episode. Yeah, is it's like, the last line she the has. Last line is, uh, like, you know, the plot resolves itself and it just comes back to Macy Gray and she's like, I have a Grammy, what am I doing here? And I feel like that's just the epitome of her character in this series. <laughs> yes. <laughs> This series implies... Oh, I don't want to give any spoilers as to whether or not Macy Gray shows up again. Hey, we don't I'd know. Love we that. Haven't Imagine seen if she just became, like... We haven't seen the entire like, series. Recurring side character Macy Gray. We haven't seen the entire series, Mark. We don't know. She could show up again. She was their quirky neighbor. Playing herself yes. every week. I she, she has some real winning lines in this episode. There's a line where Kimmy says, Oh, I love your Thanksgiving Day parade. And Macy Gray looks at Kimmy and she's absolutely done with Kimmy. And she just says, <laughs> yeah, it takes a long time to blow up that Kermit balloon. That was really Which, good. Like, that's, a, that's a good line. Oh, and let's not forget the Cadillac line. She, yes. She's standing on the stage and she gets one of those slips that says, oh, uh, and uh, there is a 1978 uh, Cadillac Seville parked outside, which is being towed. Wait, is it pink? Uh, that's mine. (laughs) I would also like to bring up the fact that while you were doing that, Harrison, you were just swaying from side to side for our viewers who can't see, which I think is really just the best way. Yeah, like that's the best way to get into her character. You have to get into it. You have to connect to your body. It's a performance thing. It's a performance thing. I mean, Macy Gray was never like swaying, but she was leaning on that mic a lot. (laughs) She was. No, I'm I'm not, uh, I'm not making fun of you for it. I'm just praising you because... (laughs) You know, you're a good actor. Her, you're a good Thank actor, you. and I feel Thank like our guys. listeners should know. 
I want to hear a couple line readings from you, but I don't have lines. I t- give me give me a read of. Um, I know you're the one who kidnapped my son. <laughs> Do it. Do it. <laughs> Just give me a read, please. Do it, goddammit. I know you're the one who kidnapped my son, Zach. Where are you keeping him? I'll never tell. Ooh, added onto that, that's... Wow, I am transported, I must say. I'll never tell. You will talk, <laughs> or I'll throw you into the river. Uh, this is an excerpt from our stage play, uh, Thrown Into the yes, River. in which I play a man who's been thrown into the river, and that's really the entire plot. Yeah, Zach, it's, 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 this is all from the first scene. Zach gets thrown into the river, and then the rest of the play is two hours of Zach face down in a river. And every once in a while he goes up, he looks up and says, is anybody gonna help me? Guys, I meant to bring this up. I think you guys wrote that entire play just as an excuse to throw me into a river. No! Zach! No, no! No! We don't have the budget for a river. It's gonna be a kiddie pool. But we're gonna hold you down there. We're gonna hold you down until you stop moving. <laughs> we all know that, like, my favorite body of water is lakes, and you should know that. Like, a river? Come on, that's that's amateur hour. Throw me into a lake, goddammit. Okay, okay. <laughs> How about when we get the movie rights sold, we will request that they get a okay, lake. Okay, I can work with that. River. Anyways, we should probably go on to our other two big guest stars, um, Max and Val. From the hit TV show Dancing with the Stars. Who are really good. From hit show Dancing with the Stars, who play two horny brothers named Max and Val, who want to sex DJ and Stephanie up real good. Oh yeah, yeah. I was so prepared to say these guys aren't actors and it shows, but they, they were, were very, very good in this episode. For non-actors. Yeah. They got into it. It was very fun. I do. I did really like the joke where it starts off with um, Stephanie goes over to the bar and like sits down by them. And they're like, oh, we'll buy you guys drinks, but we got to figure out who's paying. So they just rock, paper, scissors over and over again. And they both go scissors like and it's just over and over again. And in my mind, I'm just like, I would, I would just watch an episode that's just them playing rock, paper, scissors over and over again for like several hours and nothing changes. I feel like it would just get funnier as it goes along. <laughs> well, I was, I was going to say that Fuller House keeps dangling these great ideas for other spinoffs in front of us. And I'd really yes. love to see their continuing adventures. There's, there's a line at the very end where... DJ leaves them to help take care of Kimmy because Kimmy's gotten upset. We'll, we'll explain what's going on there. And one of them turns to the other and says, once again, we have no women. And I love the, impl- yeah. and they rip open their shirts. And I love the <laughs> implication that these two guys are so horny and they go out to the club every single night and never get any women. And they end up like dejectedly with their shirts open in what I can assume is their shared apartment. It's like a live action Johnny Bravo, but with Max and Val. Yes. I I need live action Johnny Bravo with two horny twins. Yes. They move like cartoon characters. They're very, very comfortable with moving their bodies. There's... A lot of great body language in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, just all the men in general, because let's be real here. All the men that they dance with in this episode, it's these two brothers and Fernando. Like, 
they all they all be tearing up the dance floor. Yes, I mean the women be tearing up the dance floor too. Even even I mean, I mean obviously uh, uh Candace, Candace Cameron Burt Burt yes yeah I mean obviously she was good she was on Dancing with the Stars but like even uh, uh Jodie Sweetin and uh, the woman playing Kimmy yeah they they were good <laughs> they were and I also want to bring up like yeah she was on Dancing with the Stars and the and the guys were on Dancing with the Stars and in my mind I was like oh they're dancing and they make a comment about Dancing with the Stars which you know she was on. And I looked it up and I'm like, oh, was she partnered up with one of them? She was not, which is like kind of a missed opportunity. Oh, really? But okay. I also do want to bring I up she was. that uh, Candace Cameron Bure is not the only Fuller House cast member to be on Dancing with the Stars. Our boy Juan Pablo de Pache was on Dancing oh, with the Stars. Oh, yes. Orlando, right. Yeah, it's, it's uh, Juan Pablo de Pache. By the way, I think it's Beret. Is it Beret? Beret. Candace Cameron Beret. We I'll apologize. <laughs> Andrea Barber, that's who plays Kimmy. Okay, I have the cast now. Uh, Tyler, edit all this out. <laughs> you will edit. Anyways, none of this Zach, out. you were saying you edit none of this out. We're keeping this as we're it stands. We need to be jobs. authentic, Mark. All right, we gotta be. We gotta be authentic for the people. Anyways, that's what people like. It's our authenticity. Exactly. That's right. Oh yeah. Um, our other good good boy who was on Dancing with the Stars, Juan Pablo, our boy. Fernando. Yes. And there's a great moment. Kimmy sees him and Kimmy's immediately angry with him because as we all know, Fernando is a serial adulterer. Um and we shouldn't like him this much, but But he's such a fun Juan character. Pablo is so is so charismatic. He's such a fun and character. I love him. Just just looking at Kimmy, his hips start wiggling, his 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 body starts moving. And and Camille's just like, how can I resist that? Which, fair point. Who can resist Juan Pablo de Pache just gyrating in front of you like that? <laughs> oh, that's that's a word I didn't know would I would hear today. <laughs> a word I didn't expect to hear. Hold on, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get real close to the mic for this. All right, Tyler, just make sure this goes in the podcast. Gyrating. There we go. See you. You leaned into the mic, presumably with the ASMR intention, but the, w- the way you delivered it, it sounded like Sesame Street. Like, the word of the day is <laughs> gyrating. <laughs> Should we do that? Word of the day? <laughs> this week is gyrating. Oh, that's amazing. We are we are an educational children's program. <laughs> the word of the day is gyrating. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, that was wonderful. So they all start dancing together. They go into a choreographed dance. It's wonderful. Yep. Um, But then a girl comes up and we find out that Fernando is at the club with another girl. Ooh, (gasps) get it, Fernando. Mm. Mm. In his defense, they are separated by this. I mean, yeah, like in his defense. Yeah, I was going to say... I was going to say he's cheating on her and I don't want to be making excuses for him, but wasn't Kimmy's intention to go to the club and start dancing with a random guy? Yeah. I guess it's more that while at the club with another yeah. girl, he started hitting on yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm not trying to condone cheating or anyone's ass. Yeah, like technically Fernando was there first with another girl and then saw Kimmy, so like... He, he is... 
he's the most lovable scumbag right now in the show. Yes, yeah. that's probably the best way to describe him. Fernando's redemption arc starts in this episode. The Fernando redemption arc. <laughs> yep. I actually, I'm not wrong because DJ does look at him at some point and and say you should throw the competition because uh. Because you're going to break Kimmy's heart again. And he does. He does he do does. it. Yeah, we see he the beginning her. of Fernando's redemption arc. The mm-hmm. the episode, or their plot line ends with Euphoria's nightly dance-off. Mm-hmm. And DJ teams up with Kimmy to beat Fernando. Fernando's with his girl. And Max and Val also compete Our two together. horny boys, yeah, Max and Val, compete together. And if I'm being honest... Maybe should have won. Yeah, I was rooting for them to win. Yeah, probably. And what's also, also keep in mind that um, Stephanie starts singing with Macy Gray, and they're fight and they're originally fighting over the one microphone, and then it cuts to the dancing, and then it cuts back, and now there's all of a sudden a second microphone. Very good. Which, not to say that clubs can't have two microphones, but it's very good to just look at it and go where did the second microphone i would also like to point out i just got a text from tyler which is a very good point thank you again tyler uh that macy gray in the end does refer to uh dj and kimmy as these two lesbians that is true we we should bring queer theory into our reading of fuller house yes it is very good when she says these two lesbians and it's just it's the closeness of those two characters they've known each other forever they're best friends. I I did want to say about Stephanie going on stage and singing with Macy Gray that it is sort of emblematic of what of a problem that I do think becomes pronounced in the show mm-hmm. where the world does kind of revolve around our main characters. Yeah, it's very Mary Sue yeah. like. Like everyone loves them. Everyone loves them flocks around them everything gravitates toward them if they're at a concert they're gonna be on invited on stage Mm -hmm. yeah this family has the craziest life yeah everyone everyone wants them around everyone wants them around it's and i i get annoyed with it later on especially as it pertains to dj because it's just repeatedly as the show goes on it's sort of like the world revolves around DJ, but I'm sure we'll yeah. get into that. I think DJ in the future just becomes the worst offender of that, but we'll get there yeah. when we get there, viewers. This is a this is yeah. a journey that we're all taking together. Yes, we're we're going on this journey with you. Um, friendship till the end. Friendship. We should probably say it's hard to describe really so much of what's happening in this episode because in classic fuller house fashion i do feel like not all that much happens in this episode well i guess so because they spend most of their time focusing on silly string gunfights and dance numbers in this episode yeah dj and the she-wolf pack which i'm honestly not a huge i just think I was going to say, I think it's a little weird coming up with a name for your group of friends. But now that I think about it, I think we should come up with a name for our group of friends. Do you have yes. a name in mind, Mark? Is that is that what you're getting at here? I'm I'm ruminating on it. I'm thinking maybe the Good Time Boys. 
The good time boys. The good time boys. Mm. Look, Harrison, I don't know about you, but I am all in on the good time boys. The good time boys. I, I'm I'm down. I am more than I'm okay down. with the good time boys. Yeah, it sounds like a good time. I'll, I'm open to suggestions from anyone, from you two, from the universe. No, I think, honestly, we 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 tried it once and we struck gold. There's no need to dig any further. The good time boys. We all do have a good time. <laughs> yeah, when the boys come together... A good time. A good, wholesome good time. I don't want to insinuate anything, but we are the good time boys. Yeah, we are, in fact, the good time boys, and we expect you to refer to us as such. Yeah, but you're right in that, like, it cuts back to our B-plot, and they're shooting silly string and water guns at each other, and actually, this is where we get our turn in our B-plot, because then... The doorbell rings. They swear a truce to get the pizza. Mm -hmm. They open the door. And it's Joey. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Joey's behind the door and he sprays them with slime. And really, the the biggest betrayal of them all is that there's no pizza, which Max seems to be really upset about. You know what? You saying that, you're right. This episode actually does have a very coherent theme. And that is betrayal. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That is betrayal. Most obviously, Fernando betrays Kimmy by mm. cheating on her. Joey betrays the kids by pretending to be a pizza man. But I think, I mean, it goes further. I You could argue DJ betrays Kimmy to hang out with these two horny boys. And... In the end, at the end of the episode, the kids trick Joey again as Joey's leaving all clean while everyone else is disgusting. Max says, you forgot my hug. And Joey starts walking back and the kids all spray him with slime, getting their revenge. Mm-hmm. And that's a betrayal, too. It's also important that you mentioned, like, they set up an entire trap off screen where they set up like a giant, like, like the uh, bucket on top of the door trap, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, like, Joey opens the door and all of a sudden they pour a bunch of slime over him but when they open the door it's not joey but it's the she-wolf pack and like what they should have done is they should have had like the she-wolf pack when he's leaving to be like oh no we need to hug you now like that would have been good but also not as satisfying I kind of like the revenge version. Yeah, the revenge version is, is also good. Joey get his comeuppance. He he had very much the look of a man resigned to his fate. Mm-hmm. It feel before Joey got his comeuppance, it felt like a missed opportunity. But I do like the revenge thing, and yeah. again, it ties into our theme of betrayal. <laughs> this episode. Welcome back is to our deep about, dive into Fuller House. <laughs> is about betrayal and trust, and the ways it affects us. I mean. In the end, DJ, you know, is there for her friend and also Fernando throws the match for Kimmy and it's shown that we can make amends. We can return and be there for the people we care about. But then Kimmy and DJ cheat. That is true. Because they go to, uh, because they're playing Time of My Life from Dirty Dancing and the girl's about to run up to Fernando so he can lift her up, and he's like, oh, no, I'm injured. I can't do it. And then Kimmy runs up up to DJ, and she grabs the two horny boys, and she's like, you guys lift her up. And and DJ, I I very much appreciated the visual of DJ is is jumping up, like, pretending to be holding up Kimmy. Yeah, that was great. But she's too short. I liked that a lot. 
Also, in fairness, since Fernando did throw in the towel before Horny Boy picked up Kimmy, one could say that they were the last, Kimmy and DJ were the last couple standing, and therefore they did win the, the, the dance competition fair and square. That is true. True, but they also cheated. Morally, yes. Morally, they cheated. Look, I'm not saying we should take away the victory. I'm just saying we should add an asterisk next to it. <laughs> yes, it's true. It's it's going to be documented on the Wikipedia page. Um, mm-hmm. The, you know, 2013 Euphoria dance floor competition. Because mm-hmm. it needs to be documented for, for the integrity of the game. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. this is a... I, I want to say a gentleman's game, but I don't feel like that term quite works out here let's not be yeah let's not be reductive this is this is an all-inclusive game yeah it's a, i mean I, I i didn't mean more so unlike the no the, I, I know what you meant yeah i know i know what you meant but i i just this is a structured event there are rules there are standards in place mm-hmm. there that that sounds better i i now want an episode where like a stuffy mustachioed british guy comes out and and is like, <laughs> you have broken our club's sacred traditions in the Euphoria dance competition. Yes. They just have, like, the host of Dance with the Stars. They just have, like, Tom Bergeron come out, and he's like, no, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> I, I feel like we should return to Club Euphoria and their nightly dance competition, which... Kimmy and Fernando say for 22 weeks straight, they were the champions of the nightly dance competition. They also say that, like, they practically lived there as well. I, oh, yes. Or at least Kimmy I, did. Did they, say, did they say 22 weeks or 22 times? That... I don't remember. I'm not sure. I'm taken with we practically lived here. I'm willing to say, <laughs> oh, they were there pretty much every night yeah. for 22 weeks. That would be incredible. Um, but... I do think it should be remarked upon. I have I have so many questions about Kimmy and Fernando's relationship pre Fuller House pre divorce. I in the grand tradition of so many spinoffs I want from Fuller House. I want the prequel series about Kimmy and Fernando and their just passionate love affair, clubbing every night, having all sorts of crazy sex. Again, we are a children's show. The world of the day, is, the word of the day is gyrating. Yes, <laughs> lest we forget. But yeah, I mean, I think really our a plot in Club Euphoria is it's it's a good a plot, uh, especially because it gives us you know all the guest characters are always really fun. It gives us a lot of uh, access to brand new sad boys, which brings us to our segment, our favorite segment, the sad boy of the week. We had a lot of choices this time. We did. This time. We had so many sad boys. Yeah. I I can run through a list of ones I have in mind, but who are your picks? Who, who do you nominate? Harrison, do you want to start uh, off? I first nominate Macy Gray. Macy Gray is definitely Gray. one to be considered. I think we also need to bring up uh, Max and Val. We gotta we gotta evaluate them together as one yeah. unit. Yes, as one unit. One yeah. sad boys. Yes. We love our sad boys. Our sad boys. We love our sad boys. It's Max and Val. I. The, 
almost the second after Dave Poulier walked in, we were like, oh, are we just going to have to nominate him again for Sad Boy of the Week? <laughs> I think I'm conflicted because he's he never loses. I mean, he loses at the very end of the episode, but he's, he's never not really high status in this episode. That's true. But I do think it's very sad that he's a grown man spending his time pranking children. Bringing children, giving weapons to children, assaulting children. Yes, that is very yes. sad. The list goes on. What did he do that made us remark we were going to nominate him for Sad Boy of the Week? Was he walked into he... the room. <laughs> <laughs> I think he walked into the room on yeah. his, again, we've established tiny unicycle. Yeah, he rolled into the room. Sorry. <laughs> he rolled. Oh right. He rolled into the room, Mr. Woodchuck on his hand. Or was it when he said, I'm going to do an impression of Neil deGrasse Tyson farting oh. and he just made fart noises? Yes, that yeah, was that it. Might, that that was it. it. That was definitely it. That might have been it. But uh. I also think Dave Coulier walking into a room is also grounds to be nominated for Sad Boy of the Week. This is just adding on to the case. Hmm. I feel like that's a certain amount of prejudice. Like, when for, like... Jackson is often nominated for Yeah, Sad that's Boy. like Meryl Streep was in a movie. Let's give her the Oscar. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All right. Uh, and do we also want to bring up Fernando as a possible option? I feel like he's not quite like, as sad in this episode. I don't think but he's I feel super like... sad in this episode. Oh, okay. no. He's fun in this episode. Yeah, yeah, I think he's more fun than sad in this episode. At, yeah, I have to think about it a little more. Now that I say it out loud. Yeah. He, he makes mistakes, but he isn't pathetic in those mistakes he he yeah. takes them with grace and then makes up for them later i did mean to ask um the last two episodes i've summed up our cases at the end of our nominations do you want me to do that again go for it yes so we've got uncle joey who who rolls into a room with a puppet on his hand and then spends his night pranking a bunch of children and does the Neil deGrasse Tyson farting. That's right, Neil deGrasse Tyson farting. It's pretty sad. We have Max and Val who go out to the club every night and rip off their shirts, ne- cursed to never find any women who truly love them. Oh. <laughs> oh, did I just make you sad? <laughs> Are you the sad boy of the week? I nominate Harrison. <laughs> I nominate I second the nomination. Harrison's our son. And we have Macy Gray, who... We have... Okay. We have Macy Gray, who, in the fiction of the episode, shows up drunk to this club. Presumably. Where she then performs with Aunt Stephanie and has to read out announcements about cars and in real life showed up drunk to the set of fuller house and had to perform with jody sweeten and also let's not forget our new fourth nomination harrison who had to watch this entire thing (laughs) oh i'm so sad anyways uh let's let the voting begin Zach, who do you vote for? Okay, I'll start it off. Because I think I have my vote uh, in mind. I think I'm going to go with Max and Val. I think they're just... They just radiate sadness in this episode. Like, (laughs) they're just so pathetic the entire time. And it's such a fun way. Like, clearly the act... 
clearly the actors i i use that term loosely but they're having fun they're having no, I'll, I'll give them credit. No, they were I'll, very good I'll, credit where credit yeah. is due. They were they were they were good for very nine. good. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stop Max talking before I say anything. But my vote's for Max and Vell. Harrison? I'm torn. I'm torn. Max and Vell are great. It's a bad look to vote for yourself, by the way. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go with Macy Gray. I think the the, the Cadillac line uh, tipped me over the edge. Here's the thing, though. I I was so leaning towards Macy Gray or Max and Val, but then running through the list and running through all the reasons, like, I'm so I'm tempted to say Uncle Joey. Really? Okay. Okay, so that means out of three episodes we've recorded, <laughs> two out of three have two ended in have a three-way split for Sad Boy of the for Week. For Sad Boy of the Week. We cannot agree on a, side, on a Sad Boy. All right, Tyler, do you have a nomination? Tyler? I mean, I can go with one of the two, but my heart of hearts no, says vote that... vote with your heart, Mark. Joey is very sad in this episode. Vote with your heart. Not on the surface, Tyler, but deep with uh, right now is very much like the vice president in a split decision on the... Tyler, you didn't even break the tie. He voted for me. For Harrison. I, okay. You know what? Okay. Mm. Now, so oh guess, God, we, uh, did, we didn't think in, this through. In the event of a rare tie. Okay. Tyler said JK nope. Macy Gray. Oh, okay. okay right. Which might be my new favorite. I might just start saying that. Like JK Macy Gray. <laughs> it's like in Community. Exactly. Where they like say something and then put the rhyme it with a celebrity name. Yeah, I don't know if you did that on purpose, Tyler, but you stumbled into a perfect thing there. So, uh, yeah, congratulations to Macy Gray, <laughs> Grammy Award winning Macy Gray. Gray, for being our sad boy Who can of the boast... week. I, she really needed it. So Macy Gray is the official sad boy of the week, which is a sentence I never thought I would say while recording the Fullest House podcast, but yeah. Macy Gray. Did we did we uh, mention that we were kind of wishing Macy Gray would become a supporting character, <laughs> just I, playing yeah, I, herself every week? <laughs> she needs to be the quirky neighbor. The quirky neighbor. Yes. Yeah. They know they don't have like an antagonistic grumpy neighbor. They, we only have uh, Fernando. Yeah, Fernando. Are you suggesting that Macy Gray play a grumpy old man? Because if so, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. I may. I, I looked it up. Macy Gray has won five. This is on Wikipedia. Has won five of seventeen nominations, including Grammy Awards, MTV Video Music Awards, and Brit Awards. And now, Sad Boy of the Week. Yes, it's six of eighteen now instead of five of seventeen. The highest right. honor. Yeah. Sad Boy of the Week. Exactly. Like there are people who have egots. I prefer to call them people who wish they were the Sad Boy of the Week. They should name it. <laughs> they should. They should rename it. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what would be best. Is it just EGOTS? EGOTS. Like, and we make it e- And then pluralize it as EGOTSes? <laughs> or is it, like, SPEGOTS? SPEGOTS? Because sometimes they refer... I, I know they lump often the Peabody Award in with Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, I like the phrase SPEGOT. SPEGOT. Yeah, Tyler just put in... Uh... He just said SPEGOT in all caps. That's right, SPEGOT. Tyler has spoken. Tyler has spoken, and we must listen. He is the adjudicator. Yes. Let's see. Is there anything else we wanted to bring up? What else did we have? 
because I can go through. We have some IMDb trivia, but once again, it's not like that interesting. That's fine. Lay, lay it on me. Lay it. Lay it on me. All right. Uh, let me see what's going through first. Uh, well, I I did mention that Dave Coulier comes in first wearing a Detroit Red Wings jersey, which you might think that's yeah, weird. We're in San Francisco, and it's because uh, Dave Coulier is a Detroit Wet Red Wings fan, and he wore it in the original show, I think, as well. That's that's uh, apparently that's IMDb trivia now. Um, and it's also, there's also another thing here that just says Candace Cameron Bure was on Dancing with the Stars. And there's like one thing that's like, remember Full House where it's like, uh, there's a scene where DJ and Stephanie are telling the story to Val and Max about, uh, when they pulled their dad's clothes off the rack and they used the pole to put a hole in the wall. I was going to bring that and up. And Kimmy says, then Michelle walked in and said, you got it, dude. To which Stephanie's like, wait, you weren't even there. But she was there, and she left the room after it happened because she didn't want to be around if their dad came home to see the damage. I'm sorry, you had something to say about that scene, Mark? No, I was gonna. I was just. I was gonna say I had made a note to bring up that scene because we are very much still in the mode of Fuller House needing to bring up and reference Full House all the time. They never quite drop it, but. This is the third out of three episodes in which a cast member from... I mean, they all have cast members from Full House, but in which one of the father figures from Full the House The main appears. three father figures? Yes. Um, and we have a scene where DJ and Stephanie are just like, Hey, remember this episode of Full House? Mm-hmm. And I think later on later on the show kind of comes away from it but the show is still very much i feel afraid of developing and standing on its own in i mean maybe not a weird way because it's very much built on full house and is the exact same premise but it's it's very emblematic of that that this is the third out of three episodes with one of the main dads and we also get a scene where they're just like hey, here's the plot of an episode of Full House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think eventually it does get to the point where Fuller House is like, we're our own show now. Like, they they still do... Like, Danny, Jesse, and Joey still, like, make appearances and stuff. But I think eventually it does reach that point. We're just not quite there yet. I don't mean to talk too much about the series as it will be, but yeah. The yeah. show it's it's very weird in that like the show most shows do take or a lot of shows do take time to find their footing but this show is does know what it is in so many ways in that it's just full house again but it is weirdly trying to find its footing and it's an odd case study in that no it is a different show than full house because it's very apparent when they're just like, hey, you remember Full House? And they haven't quite, I think, found their footing and gotten comfortable with leaving behind some of the some of the reliance on the original series. Or, sorry, the spinoff series. Yeah, the prequel spinoff series, Full House. Any other notes I have? I do want to say, um, in my notes... When Fernando shows up, I have written Fernando exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> of course. I mean, really, that's the only proper reaction, honestly. 
I love how you wrote that down as a note, as if we weren't going to talk about yeah. Fernando. <laughs> well, no, I wrote Fernando exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, and then Kimmy is attracted to his rich and perky butt. Of course. Mm. Okay. Um, I wanted to note that specific mm. detail. It's an important detail. I mean, I do remember we were watching it, and we, it got to the point where, like, it cuts to Fernando's perky behind, and I'm just looking at it like, is it our boy? Is it our boy Fernando? And then he stands up, and it is, and it's wonderful. I There are a couple of other quotes that I want to bring up. Um, Max and Val, upon hearing that DJ and Kimmy are sisters and that they're brothers refer to it as kinky hot <laughs> yes Ooh, steamy and they do refer to the group of them as two sisters and brothers and whoever she is yes meaning kimmy sisters brothers and kimmy Gibbler. i also think it's important to acknowledge when kimmy and stephanie are dragging dj out to the club and convincing her to come dj says that she doesn't want to change on the way there uh because quote what if the uber sees my boobers i'm sorry i just i just noticed something amazing so uh sorry to our listeners i thought your audio cut out for a second harrison because i just saw you lean forward (laughs) and start laughing sorry just the, the that line hurts so much in hindsight it didn't it didn't really affect me enough when we first watched it I just noticed something. So, uh, we're so to our listeners, the way that we are recording this in quarantine is that we've created a a, uh, Discord server with myself, Mark Harrison, and Tyler, and uh, you know we have our text channels and our voice channel. Have recently, I I see Mark's just noticed as well. No, no, I noticed halfway through the episode. If you saw me, just like duck down and start laughing. That's what that was. I just didn't want to interrupt everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I I noticed it while you were saying that. But uh, I think Tyler changed our channels uh, mid episode to the Good Time Boys. And I love it. I am so mad at you, Tyler, because literally halfway through the episode, I saw that and I just had to stop doing what I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no tyler please keep doing what you're doing this is amazing i love continue it continue doing those things i was just like god damn it you messed up my flow this, this is, is so good oh that's hilarious we are now officially Guys, the good official. time boys we're the good time boys we need to get like matching jackets that say the good time boys on them I'll mock something up and send it to you oh we need like matching t-shirts yeah matching good good time boys t-shirts um i'm trying to see if there are any other quotes I should bring up. We talked about once again, we have no women. Uh, what am I doing here? I want a Grammy. Yeah, I think I think the, that's it for the quotes. All right. In that case, I think uh, we can just wrap it up here if that's all right with you guys. Yeah, I think we, we were very high energy this episode. We really knocked it out. Like, just... Yeah, we, we were so good this episode. And if you think we were so good this episode, you can follow us oh on God. social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fullest House Pod. But you guys can't see, but Harrison and Mark are cringing at how amazing that transition was. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, I'm appreciating that amazing transition. Thank you. Keep going. All right, so before we end this episode, we'd like to give a special shout out, as always, 
to our boy Juan Pablo de Pache, please come on our podcast. Please, Juan Pablo, we're begging you. Please come on our podcast. Once again, I'm Zach Horowitz. I'm Mark Green. And I'm Harrison Bloom. We are the Good Time Boys. We are the Good Time Boys, in case you forgot. And until next time, may your houses be fuller, and may your pranks be slimy. Good night, everybody. Good night.